the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome. You are listening to Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston, New England's oldest African-American church. Hope and Faith Ministry features the inspirational sermons of my father, Dr. Wesley Roberts, Senior Pastor at People's Baptist Church. We're so glad you're here. Dr. Roberts has a powerful message of hope and love for your life and mine. Now enjoy this broadcast of Hope and Faith Ministry, brought to you from People's Baptist Church of Boston. The title of the message today is, What to Do When You Need a Miracle. What to Do When You Need a Miracle. Someone has said, when God is going to do something wonderful, he chooses a difficulty. But when God is going to do something very wonderful, he chooses an impossibility. There comes a time in the life of every believer when he or she is faced with a seemingly impossible situation. How do we conduct ourselves during these times? Why does God allow them? Can we really prepare for them? In this Torah recorded for us in Second Chronicles chapter 20, we can learn a lot about what to do when we need a miracle or when we are facing an impossible situation. King Jehoshaphat of Judah was facing a national crisis. A large army, a confederacy of three heathen nations, had joined forces for the sake of doing battle with Judah. Jehoshaphat had a great army himself. He had lots of experience. He was a great and feared leader in his time. But he knew that he could not defeat the combined armies of three hostile nations. And so he decided to seek the Lord. He proclaimed a fast across the land he knew many things, but one thing Jehoshaphat knew for sure was that with God all things are possible. Amen. Jehoshaphat knew that success in war meant they needed God's favor, God's guidance, God's wisdom. He knew that if God was for them, that they could not lose. And so he made sure to seek God and that every one across the nation was seeking God in fasting and in prayer. I read a story of a little boy who was spending his Saturday morning playing in his sandbox. In the process of creating roads and tunnels for his toy cars, he discovered a large rock in the middle of the sandbox. 
The boy dug around the rock, managing to dislodge it from the dirt. He pushed and nudged the rock across the sandbox by using his feet. However, when he got it to the edge of the sandbox, he couldn't roll it up and over the little wall. Determined, the boy pushed and shoved, but every time he thought he had made progress, the rock fell back into the sandbox. Again, he pushed and shoved until he smashed his fingers and burst into tears of frustration. All this time, the boy's father watched from his living room window as the drama unfolded. He ran out to the sandbox and gently said, Son, why didn't you use all the strength you had available? Defeated the boy, he said. But Dad, I did use all of the strength that I had. No son, corrected the father. You didn't use all the strength you had. You didn't ask me. And then the father reached down, picked up the rock, and removed it from the sandbox. See, Jehoshaphat knew that he could try to push and to shove all he wanted, but success would not come without the father's help. Jehoshaphat did five things which we also need to do when we need a miracle. And the first is pray about the situation. Pray about the situation. Second Chronicles chapter 20 and verse 3 in the Good News Bible says, Jehoshaphat was frightened and prayed to the Lord for guidance. So the first thing you do when you face an impossible situation is get in touch with the one to whom nothing is impossible. The problem may be bigger than you, but you know someone who is bigger than the problem. He is the God who has all power. He spoke the world into existence and controls every situation in heaven and on earth. All you need to do is to examine the record. It was he who pulled back the waters of the Red Sea to let his people cross on dry land. It was he who made the sun stand still for Joshua, shut the lion's mouth for Daniel, protected the three Hebrew young men in the fiery furnace, withheld rain for three and a half years from Ahab's kingdom, and destroyed the walls of Jericho for Joshua. And the text tells us in verses 4 and 5, From every city of Judah, people hurried to Jerusalem to ask the Lord for guidance. King Jehoshaphat went and stood before them and prayed aloud. You see, prayer ought to be our first choice when we encounter an impossible situation, not a last resort. A lot of times we do everything else and when we uh, find that they're not working, then we turn to prayer. There is no problem too big or too small that cannot be prayed about. Let's look at Jehoshaphat's prayer. One, he reminded himself of who God is and what he had done in the past for them. Verse 6 says, 
O Lord, God of our ancestors, you rule in heaven over all the nations of the world. You are powerful and mighty, and no one can oppose you. And then in verse 7, he says, O Lord our God, did you not drive out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and gave it forever to the descendants of Abraham, your friend? You see, here are some of the, the things that Jehoshaphat said. He says, you are God, the God of our ancestors. You are the God of heaven. You rule over all the kingdoms of the earth. You have all power and might. No enemy can withstand you. You gave the land to the descendants of Abraham. You are the God who hears us in times of famines and pestilence and wars. You are the God who hears and helps us. You see, in order to receive a miracle, you have to know who God is and be convinced that what he has done for others, he will do for you. See, what he has done in the past, he can do again. So when you go to God for a miracle, recall the occasions in the past where God has worked miracles in your life. Everything changes when God is in the picture. As Vance Havner said, when a man makes alliance with the Almighty, giants look like grasshoppers. But the second step is admit your need for help. Admit your need for help. In the first part of verse 12, uh, Jehoshaphat said, O our God, won't you stop them? We are powerless against this mighty army that's about to attack us. So when you need a miracle, confess your inability, your inadequacy, and be honest before God. So miracles never take place until you admit that your situation is impossible without God's help. So when you need a miracle, first pray about the problem. God, help me. I know who you are. I know what you have done. Do it again. Then admit your need for help. I don't know what to do, Lord. I don't have the power. But Lord, you have the power to do it. Admit your need for help. But the third thing that we need to do is to focus on God, not the problem. Focus on God, not the problem. The second part of verse 12 says, We do not know what to do, but we are looking to you for help. So when you need a miracle, do not focus on the problem or the circumstance. Do not focus on the impossibility of the situation, but on God. So too many people focus on the circumstances, and that's why they find themselves in difficulty because they are not focusing on the one who can help them in the circumstances that they are in. Jehoshaphat and the people of Judah had the right focus. That's why this is one of the great miracles in the Bible. 
their initial reaction was, we are scared to death. It's three to one against us. There is no way we can defeat them by ourselves. But they turned to God. They prayed their problem. They admitted their inadequacy and inability. They focused on God, not the problem. Brothers and sisters, we need to keep our eyes on the Lord. So when we assume the attitude, God, we can't do it, but we know that you can. God always responds. In verse 15, when one of the, the Holy Spirit uh, filled one of the, the uh, leaders in the assembly. He gave a prophetic uh, word, and in verse 15 it says, Listen, King Jehoshaphat, listen all you peoples of Judah and Jerusalem. This is what the Lord says, Do not be afraid. Not be discouraged by this mighty army, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Amen. See, God says, when you come to me for help, remember that the battle is no longer yours. It belongs to me. As long as we are trying to solve our problems on our own, God will sit back and allow us to fail because he knows that we will get the get and understand the picture and come back to him. So the fourth thing is relax in faith. Relax in faith. And verse verse 17 says you will not have to fight this battle. Take up your position. Stand firm and see the deliverance the Lord will give you. O Judah and Jerusalem, do not be afraid, do not be discouraged, go out to face them tomorrow, and the Lord will be with you. See, don't be afraid and don't be discouraged. Notice that the, the, the passage um, twice says that, don't be afraid, don't be discouraged. You see, don't be afraid or be discouraged when you face an impossible situation. Why? Because God has never lost a battle. We are on the winning side of every battle that we face. And ultimately, regardless of the problems or the difficulties or the barriers or the circumstances or the hang-ups or the delays, we are on the winning side. And that's good news. There is... An important phrase here in verse 17, it says, stand firm. So what does it mean to stand firm? Stand firm is a mental attitude of quiet confidence. Stand firm. It is never God's will for us to run from a difficult situation. I've discovered that when I run from a difficult situation, inevitably, God always brings it back around and gives me another chance. If I run from it, that's okay. He'll just bring it around again, and I'll have to face it. It's inevitable. Why? Why does God do that? Because God wants to teach us through experience that in every situation, 
he is sufficient. He is competent and capable, and he will meet all our needs in that situation. So don't be afraid. Fear is the opposite of faith. While I'm waiting for the miracle in my finances or in my job situation, in my business or whatever, what do I stand firm on? You stand firm on two things. Let's look at uh, verse, verse 20. It says, early the next morning, the army of Judah went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. On the way, Jehoshaphat stopped and said, Listen to me, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you will be able to stand firm. Believe in his prophets, and you will succeed. Notice he said, stand firm on the character of God. He is faithful. He has not brought us this far to leave us. Have faith in the nature and the character of God. And then the second thing is stand firm on the truth of God's word, the Bible, the spoken word through these men of old, these prophets. Have faith in God's word. So what do you do when you need a miracle? You pray about the problem. Lord, I can't do it on my own, but I'm going to keep my eyes on you. And God says, that's okay. That's my battle anyway. You don't need to fight in it. Stand still. Watch me do it. Just believe. Have faith. And then the final thing is, thank God in advance. Thank God in advance. Verse 21 says, after consulting the leaders of the people, the king appointed singers to walk ahead of the army, singing to the Lord and praising him for his holy splendor. This is what they sang. Give thanks to the Lord. His faithful love endures forever. So hope you get the picture. You see, the enemy is on one mountain. The Israelites are on another mountain. And now they are getting ready to go into the valley for battle. Right before they go, Jehoshaphat says, here is our battle plan. I want the choir to go in front of the army. Now, General Patton would have fainted, and General MacArthur would probably have had a heart attack. So this is not your typical strategy for war maneuvers. I want the choir out front, and I want uh, them to sing my favorite song, Give thanks to the Lord, for his love endures forever. It's, it's a, it is a symbolic statement saying, we are thanking God in advance of the victory, because we're expecting the victory. You see, it's symbolic because faith is thanking God in advance. The Israelites were going into battle praising God in advance for the victory before it actually happened. Notice the awesome power of faith, of praying, of believing, of expecting, of thanking God in advance. Verse 22, as they began to sing and praise, the Lord set ambushes against the men of Ammon, 
and Moab and Monsir, who were invading Judah, and they were defeated. See, something miraculous happened. There was a kind of ambush. There was some kind of confusion going on among the ranks of the enemies. They began to fight each other and kill each other. Uh, while the Israelites stood and looked and sang their songs of praise to their God. It says, the Lord set ambushes. There is power in thanking and praising God, expecting that God will act. Oh, some of you are facing a difficult situation right now in your personal life. When are you going to start thanking God rather than spend time crying about what's going on? see... Quite often what we do is to thank God when the victory uh, comes, when the answer appears. Now, is it faith when you thank God for something after it's already happened? That's not faith. That's gratitude. Faith is thanking God in advance. Thank him for the miracle. Notice the results. When you let God fight the battles, when you let God work the miracles, when you relax and let him solve the impossible situation in your life, there are a couple of exciting uh, results. Look at verse 25. So Jehoshaphat and his men went to carry off the plunder, and they found among them a great amount of equipment and clothing and also articles of value more than they could take away. There was so much plunder that it took three days to collect it. So when God is allowed to solve our problems, he always gives more blessings than we can handle. He always outdoes our expectations. I don't know what kind of situation you are facing today. Maybe your marriage is coming uh, unraveled. Maybe the pressures at work is really getting to you. Maybe you're about to lose your job. Maybe you feel like everything is going against you and you need a miracle. Well, God is a miracle working God. However difficult or impossible your circumstances may be, God will not let you down if you trust him. Surely he who created the universe can be trusted. Surely he who established the boundaries of space can be trusted. Surely he who rotates the earth on its axis, keeps the oceans within their limits, causes the sun to shine and the moon to glow, and controls the wind and the waves, can be trusted. You can trust God, for he will never disappoint you. He didn't disappoint the blind Bartimaeus when he asked the Lord for mercy. He didn't disappoint the woman who had a bleeding problem for 12 years. He didn't disappoint Martha and Mary when at the tomb of Lazarus, uh, who was dead for four days, uh, they, they received their brother back. He didn't disappoint his own mother who asked a favor of him at the wedding in Cana of Galilee. He didn't disappoint the 5,000 hungry men along with their wives and children when he fed them. And he didn't disappoint the man at the pool of Bethesda who had an, an infirmity for 38 years. And God has not changed. He is still God. So when you face the winds of affliction, when you face the storms of life, 
when you face the chills of rejection, when you face the tempests of doubt, you can trust him. However difficult or dismal your circumstances, God will not let you down. Or when you come to the end of your rope, when you reach your wit's end, when you can't go one step further, when you can't see the end of the tunnel, when you don't feel the touch of his hand, when you feel your knees knocking together, and when you stagger beneath the heavy load, you can trust him. Or there has never been a mountain that he could not move. There's never been a hurt that he could not heal. There's never been a crisis that he could not handle. There's never been a problem that he could not solve. There's never been a prayer that he could not answer. And there's never been a soul that he could not bless and bless and bless some more. So go ahead and trust him. He has never failed a test. He has never lost a battle. He has never misunderstood a situation. He has never broken a promise. And he has never disappointed a soul and never will. And so as I think of the hymn of the hymn writer, I, I affirm it and I resonate with it when he says, I will trust in the Lord. I will trust in the Lord. I will trust in the Lord till I die. Till I die. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us here at Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston. We pray that you have been touched and inspired by today's message. People's Baptist Church is a Christ-centered, caring church located at 134 Camden Street at the corner of Camden and Tremont Streets. Our Sunday services are at 8 a.m. and at 1045 a.m. You can reach us at 617-427-0424. Come visit us in person or on the web at www.pbcboston.org. And tune in every Saturday morning at 1030 for another inspiring message of hope and faith. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.